0: Welcome one and all to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and honestly for a second there I almost stumbled over myself I'm like which which show is this now Matt
1: (laughs) yeah two days in a row we've sort of done one of these and as, as you said when we when we first started the call it's only been a matter of hours really
0: yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i on too many shows, people. I'm on too many goddamn podcasts. I'm feeling it. <laughs> it's like, you know, we thought it was such a good idea. Yeah, have a TV podcast. Why don't you know? There's lots of good shows to talk about, and it is. Only when it hit me there, I'm like, man, we picked the best time to start it last season because there was only, like, two episodes, and then TV season was done.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we're lucky now because... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Rebels has actually gone on hiatus now.
0: <laughs> is it? Well, it goes on hiatus just in time for The Flash and everything else to come yeah.
1: back. Yeah. Yeah, we got lucky.
0: <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be doing this for a bit by the sounds of it. It never stops. And you know what else never stops? The comic news never stops. We actually have quite an interesting uh, selection of stories to choose from this week, I must say. Yeah, we do. We Lots
1: of stuff happened. Lots of really cool stuff as well.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's been a really good week. Uh, the first and foremost thing is with the second trailer for Logan dropped this week.
1: Yeah, um... A bunch of trailers actually dropped within, like, a couple of hours of each other, so it must have been, like, Trailer Tuesday or something. I
0: guess. I guess it must have been. It's funny, a lot of people asked us on Twitter, Matt, it's like, hey, are you guys going to do, like, another trailer park, which was a show we tried to launch where we basically just broke down the trailers like we used to. And I'm like, man, that'd be a great idea, only with all the new comics, I got no fucking space to put it in. I don't know when we're going to put it up. I I don't know. I don't know anything
1: yeah it, it it's hard to schedule around all these really great comics that are coming out recently, mm-hmm. and if only if only they give us a little bit of a break,
0: It's true, and you know what I'm like well, maybe I'll put it up anyway, and then I'm like, well, fuck, no one's going to want a breakdown of an old trailer. Everything we say is going to have been said before by the time we do it
1: yeah, and that, that's like another problem like if you don't get it out within the the, the two days prior mm-hmm. to the trailer coming out, then there's no point really in doing
0: it. But that being said, talking about the trailer itself, really cool. We got the final 100% confirmation that, yes, the little girl in the trailer is indeed X-23, right down to the two little claws.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that. That's pretty cool. I wonder if she has her foot claws as well.
0: Oh, boy, you got to watch the movie for that. you got to pay full ticket price to see her kick someone in the (laughs) face with foot claws
1: yeah yeah and it it looks to be earning its r rating as well which is cool oh yes
0: it's about damn time after all the x-men and all the wolverine movies it's finally time to have a movie where he can cut fools in half
1: yeah and and and, and x-23 is doing it as well little girl little 11 year old girl is cutting people up as well
0: there's a, there's a death battle for you right there hit girl versus uh x-23 in this movie who's the better killer <laughs> little girl uh, th- that's really awesome uh we got to see th- this one made me laugh and i'm sure you laughed too we got acknowledgement of the x-men comics in an x-men movie but much like the famous line from the first movie <coughs> oh did you want uh, what did you want yellow spandex <clears throat> they still kind of had to shit on comics a little bit they did yeah it got really better when
1: wolverine has an x-men comic and they've got costumes and everything and those costumes look really cool and we're never going to see those costumes no we're
0: not he's like oh you know most of this stuff didn't happen and the stuff that did certainly didn't happen like this i'm like god damn it movies why is it even when you're winning me over and doing a good job you still have to put in some jabs there to the source material to let everyone know you're better than comics
1: yeah, yeah, they have to like no we we we're much better than comics we're we're films, we're we're highbrow.
0: That's a real Fox thing and I also think it's a real James Madrigold thing cuz he did an interview just recently when people asked him, "Hey, will we be seeing Mr. Sinister?" in this movie because that was the tease at the end of x-men apocalypse mr sinister uh showed yep. up or they dropped reference to him only for madrigal to be like yeah we took him out because we didn't think you know he would make sense in this like ma- more mad maxi type universe i'm like really you had a super villain and then you took the super villain away
1: yeah and these movies are set although according to hugh jackman they're not in the same universe where stuff like apocalypse and uh, Magneto, and Sentinels, and everything happens. so... Oh. Like, how is that?
0: Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's funny, too, because some of the scenes do look very Mad Max, very The Road, very The Last of Us, and then other mm-hmm. scenes look completely normal, which makes me wonder, are we jumping forward and backward in time? What's going on? Yeah, it, it looks really weird, like, yeah, like,
1: some of the like those car chase scenes are very Mad Max, and then it just mm-hmm. cuts to, like, them in a house sitting around a table doing normal things patrick's really weird
0: patrick stewart wears a fedora and sits in a hotel room that looks like a nice hotel room
1: and swears
0: (laughs) oh that's amazing in the red band trailer oh my god getting to hear professor x say fuck made my day (laughs) she's (laughs) 11 and i'm fucking 90
1: yeah, and it's even better coming from Patrick
0: Stewart. Uh, he's so good. I love that Patrick Stewart can be this serious Shakespearean actor, and yet he's got like almost this side career in like American Dad and everything where he gets to swear and people are excited by it.
1: Yeah, in like American comedies and everything. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I-, I love that he can do both. So, I mean, really beyond that, we get the big thing of X-23. We get to see some cool fights and everything. It looks It looks like it's going for it
1: looks pretty cool, and it comes out really soon it as well, does. like only March. I
0: know, right? It's March. hard to believe it's only coming out in mm-hmm. March.
1: Yeah, what, when I was looking up what movies are coming out and what I'd have to go see, within the span of, I think, a month, every week there's a new big release. Like, mm-hmm. we got that, we got that Kong movie, we got oh. Guardians. All those movies come out within the space of a week or two weeks of each other.
0: Shit, we're going back into that, and I'm actually going to be away When Logan comes out, that's the weekend of the Emerald City Comic Con. So I'm going to have to try and figure out either I'm going to have to see it when I come back or I'm going to have to figure out something for it. Oh, shit. But I definitely want to see it. It's uh, it's it's funny because I'm going to be out in Victoria after that and all my little uh, cousins and everything there. I I wouldn't be shocked if my aunt's like, oh, you should take them to see that new Wolverine movie. No, no, (laughs) no, I shouldn't take them to see this one. You will be mad at me. (laughs) yes this
1: one they would not be able to get in
0: (laughs) hugh jackman took a pay cut so they could make this one actually violent like it's supposed to be (laughs) it will be something to finally see an r-rated wolverine movie i i wonder because this is always the deal with hugh jackman He always says, like, oh, this will be my last Wolverine movie. This will be my last X-Men movie. And he always ends up coming back. I wonder if this Wolverine movie gets amazing reviews and amazing, like, critical reception and everything. Do you think he'll be like, maybe I'll come back and do two more?
1: Probably, but what what he'll, what he'll do is he'll leave it off for a little bit, mm. like 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 maybe two or three years, and then be like, "I'm coming out of retirement to play Wolverine or, one more time."
0: <laughs> or or you know, not to not to spoil an old movie. Now, do you think they might Harrison Ford this one? Do you think he's like, okay, make it so I can never come back?
1: maybe they definitely at the end of this one maybe kill him off
0: wouldn't that be some shit to like actually kill him off or put him in some sort of situation where they could recast him with a new actor
1: yeah well they, they could definitely do that like in a way like he gets so fucked up that like he like that that one x-men comic where he gets thrown into the sun or something and regenerates from like a cell yeah and he regenerates and he regenerates as someone younger or something
0: <laughs> which which you is doctor a, who you doctor, the, you who, doctor who, who the shit out of it. it's funny you said throw him into the sun i'm like man what a superman moment that would be wolverine's not dead he's just fixing the sun
1: <laughs> he's, he's he's dressed in railroad clothes fixing the sun
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when he's fixed it he'll come back again like jesus he'll rise again on the third day when the rights return to marvel (laughs) (laughs) and he'll actually wear his goddamn costume this time Yep. but in short logan looks really cool don't be surprised if this ends up being another big hit for them i think they're already hoping that this will be like a deadpool size hit but in the other direction
1: yeah i'm just hoping as well that it doesn't mean well well, people like the r-rated movies so we'll just continue making them for every other movie we have coming out because that doesn't work
0: that would be a little much that would definitely be a little much for it uh i I wonder too being r-rated i wonder if that will affect its gross at all because it was one thing for deadpool which is new and different no one had ever seen it before and it got great buzz and everything because a lot of people didn't know who he was or if they did they only knew him from like internet memes and stuff wolverine yeah. and logan people people like know that and everything i i fear in like my worst case scenario mind the same thing will happen to logan what happened to like dread or punisher war zone or heck even the two kick-ass movies
1: oh so like it'll become kind of like a cult classic but not make a lot of money or yeah something? but not
0: enough people saw it yeah yeah yeah, that's, Definitely, I could definitely
1: see that happening.
0: That's what I'm worried about. It because I mean, Jesus, it's like you hear all the stuff where it's like, yeah, he took a he took a pay cut so they could have the content thing they want and they could have more freedom and like kind of like like ideas were changing at Fox where it's like, well, yeah, Deadpool hit so big and we were more hands off on that. One. I don't want this one to not do good and them being like, well, I guess we got to be more hands on for the next ones then.
1: Yeah, yeah, they start meddling a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that would that would definitely be a worse case. But you know, definitely keep your eyes peeled to both Cape Joel and Fortress of Solitude. I'm sure both Matt and myself will have reviews of Logan when it comes out. It comes out super soon.
1: Yeah, first week of March, I think. Yeah. Or at least it does for me. I'm not sure about America and whatnot. Dad
0: usually comes out a little earlier for you, D- damn lucky Aussies. You get screwed <laughs> over on everything else, but you get movies before everyone else. Yep. <laughs> That's the, that's the one bit of karmic rebalancing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> now, uh, our next piece of news here is also a piece of movie news, but from the world of live action to the world of animation. Hey, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract, they're finally making it.
1: Yeah, 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 I kind of figured they'd probably make it.
0: Well, they super, if you saw uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, the post credit scene of that one is literally Terra showing up.
1: Yeah, that's right. She comes
0: in on that floating thing. On, on a big floating boulder. Because that's what she does. She controls the Earth, thus the name Terra. <laughs> What's funny, though, is out of the pictures we've seen, this is clearly a sequel to Justice League vs. Teen Titans because that's where they drop the reference to it. But it's the cast from that movie, which was different from the original Judas Contract story. So Damien is actually nowhere to be seen in the pictures that are there so far. We see Nightwing... But for some stupid reason, Nightwing is wearing his red New 52 costume.
1: And I I stopped trying to figure out a DC animation a long time ago.
0: Yeah, they seem to be in a poor position right now. And I say that knowing full well that I actually quite enjoyed Justice League vs. Teen Titans. I actually thought that was one of the better ones they made. Mainly because it looked like they were getting away from the whole shared animated continuity thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, it kind of focused on characters that weren't Batman mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and it had that cool Power Rangers suit up scene.
0: Sure did. It ironically hit much around the same time as the DC Rebirth happened, so it was kind of hilarious to see them being like, eh, maybe we should get away from this new fifty-two shared universe we've been building because that's not even the comics anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that that when they try to we're going to connect all our movies and then like chew in, they're like, ah, fuck it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Deathstroke is in it of course because he was the big villain of the original Judas Contract story in the comics but he's been redesigned once again
1: yep Then, but, mm, it makes sense since other characters are being redesigned it's, for some it's, reason it's so
0: weird I'm like I thought the point of doing shared universe like this was to cut costs <laughs> so you could use the same character models for everything Yeah,
1: you would think so but yeah they just keep changing them they
0: keep changing stuff around I'm like why you're kind of undercutting your own reason for doing this now yeah, it it also sucks too because you know the reason you know animation takes so long to do and is such like a group effort from everyone where it's like yeah we've got our movie voice cast oh but these actors couldn't come back so we had to recast a bunch of people so now they sound different in between movies. Yep. Uh, I'm excited for it The the other Justice League v Teen Titans movie Had a real sense of youthful exuberance to it And obviously, you know, Judas Contract is a really beloved DC story I'm hoping this is them proving like Hey, we can still make quality stuff Please, please don't remember uh, Killing Joke (laughs) <laughs> they're trying to get the taste of killing joke out of our mouths yes let's have a fun cool story with young characters doing fun young character things and also i mean you know the bar has been set pretty high for judas contract adaptations too because everyone loves that teen titans episode uh arc they did with tara and everything that was pretty solid
1: yeah so i know a lot of people will either be happy or mad about this
0: yeah It's unfortunate that this Deathstroke won't be voiced by Ron Perlman. That's one knock against you right there. No Ron Perlman. Yep. (laughs) But isn't that for every movie though, Matt? Don't you knock every movie one notch for not having Ron Perlman in it?
1: yeah yeah you know I could, I could definitely see like something like star wars being a lot better with ron perlman as darth vader you I, know <laughs> I,
0: I watched fantastic beast where to find it and i'm like man this movie is really tedious whoa ron perlman's in it as a house elf fuck yeah
1: <laughs> yeah 10 out of 10
0: yeah i'm just like you know what screw screw eddie redmayne's poor man's doctor who impression i just want to follow around goddamn ron perlman elf and see what he does during a day
1: yeah, that gangster elf was a lot better than Eddie, Red, Red, Eddie Redmayne.
0: <laughs> Eddie Redmayne's Doctor. Man, that's all a fantastic beast in a nutshell right there. Man, there's a lot of really interesting characters in this movie I would rather follow than our actual main character.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that movie in a nutshell. But hey, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about the Harry Potters. We're here to talk about uh, the Judas Contract. I'm excited for it. I was also excited for Justice League Dark. When the hell is that coming out? That one feels like that one's been coming out forever.
1: No idea. I'm not. I I haven't seen anything about it recently. So yeah. <laughs>
0: See, I've been seeing nothing but it. It seems like every day they drop like a new trailer and a new clip and a new like piece of artwork. And I'm like, is this even coming out? It feels like it's been coming out forever.
1: Yeah. Well, when's the next? Oh, the next big con's not until like July or something, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Don't they usually show it off there? Uh. Oh, it says yeah. it comes out February.
1: Oh, okay. February
0: seventh, which that's still a ways away. I mean, I guess we'll get it next month, but it feels like they've been hyping up Justice League Dark forever.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's mainly because whenever the lot the the previous movie comes out in DVD, that's when they have the the um little bonus. The, like sneak so. this the sneak peek, and that usually comes out like a year
0: previous so it's uh, like a year of hype so yeah absolutely and then they're usually like uh, oh no wait actually it comes out sooner i'm looking at it right now it gets released in digital which means itunes and everything on january 24 so in two days it comes out oh okay there you go we'll be seeing it in two days and i'm sure matt and i'll talk about it maybe i'll do a review on did i review the last couple animated movies oh yeah i, I did review killing joke i very disappointedly reviewed Killing yes joke. so
1: did i so i'm probably gonna have to review this one as well. well probably
0: do this one and people will probably want us to do a commentary on justice league versus teen titans before judas contract
1: oh yeah probably
0: (laughs) that'll be fun so look forward to that in the near future people fucking loved our batman v superman one. i looked at the numbers on that one the retention on that one was great thank you everyone for watching that one and loving that one as much as you did we picked the perfect day for it too to release it on christmas day
1: yeah and, and, and remember people were like asking us since the the movie came out on dvd so
0: yeah we we made him wait just long enough. What's the next one you want us to do, everybody? I think the next one people wanted was Apocalypse, right? We'll have to do that. Maybe we'll have to pick a day. We'll do Apocalypse before Logan comes out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I agree, but we can we can get into that. We can get into why it's uh when we talk about it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and speaking of ideas that make me go what and raise an eyebrow, did uh did you read Monsters Unleashed this uh, week, Matt? I did. I Okay, I did too. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to it, but uh, hey, once again, Marvel being really terrible about spoiling the end of their events before they actually come, uh, get used to the cast of Monsters Unleashed because Cullen Bunn and Marvel have announced that it's going to be getting its own ongoing series once it's all done.
1: Well, at least it's being written by the guy who's actually writing the main book at the moment. That's
0: nice. You can't mess with that. But yeah, that little kid, the little kid who does the drawings that may or may not turn into monsters, we don't know. It's been one issue. Yeah, apparently it's him and a whole team of monsters that are going to be in an ongoing series now. So I guess he's fine and lives to the end of the story.
1: Yeah, I I can probably get into that. But yeah, I I don't like that it spoils the series because I was hoping open to see this series through without getting spoiled like i did in civil war Mm 2
0: or x-men versus inhumans because we know how that's going to end with new solicitations yeah we also know how clone conspiracy is going to end because freaking ben riley scarlet spider is getting his own damn book (laughs) jesus marvel you you gotta freaking stop this it's like they're so afraid we're not gonna pick up the next issue they gotta tell us what the twist is in advance
1: it is. It's, it's like it's like with DC. Like you see their solicitations, they give away nothing except maybe like every now and then you'll see like a cover that might give away something. But you don't know what's going to happen next but with marvel you just like, oh yeah i know what's going to happen for the next two years
0: well it's it's funny the situations totally used to be reverse it used to be dc would yeah. give shit away in their solicitations and it would piss off writers i remember when i was talking to kyle higgins back all the way when he was writing nightwing he was really upset that they mentioned victor zaz and the solicitations he's like hey i wanted that to be a surprise and even Jimmy Palmiotti's bit about uh, Jonah Hex's face getting fixed and coming to the future—yeah, they spoiled that in solicitations. Too, and is like, goddammit, it, that was the whole point of the story that you didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's it's reversed now.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of stuff has been reversed, you know, over the last couple of years. Like when you and I started working online with comics, Matt. It's funny to see, you know, how the comic industry is such a roller coaster with ups and downs, and fortunes can be so reversed
1: yeah oh yeah totally
0: like it used to be we made fun of uh, the new 52 for the stupid shit that it did and now current marvel it's just like really guys you're doing like four events at one time really and you're spoiling the ends really come on yeah get get your shit together marvel come on <laughs> you can do it D- do we need a marvel rebirth is that the thing matt do you think they need to get their shit together in like a rebirth style fashion
1: Pro, i th- I think they do maybe not go so much as like rebooting the whole universe mm-hmm. but they need to like sort of sit down and say all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have these books and that's it for the-, the next two years and we're not gonna pile in new events and we're not gonna have like you know 20 events going at once and whatnot
0: i i think they need to start treating books like they treat thor right now which is considered consistently one of their strongest books just let good writers write stop changing the status quo every 5 minutes cuz it's hard to get invested in any story now because it's like oh it's all new all different it's marvel now 2.0 it's a tie in it's this and that it's like just let good writers write please
1: yeah and they they should also probably stop with the really heavily handed um i guess political talk they have in some of their comics
0: now see that doesn't bother me is the thing i know we've had this conversation before that doesn't bother me but i can see where you're coming from
1: yeah some some of it's really good but then there's like other stuff like there was i can't remember which issue it was that was that um i know it was making fun of it and it pissed off a lot of people which i really appreciated that um Thing Nick Spencer did recently.
0: Oh, what the college um, campus with the group of socially yeah, conscious yeah. supervillains and everything. See, that was a, I think a lot of people got that one so wrong, where it's like he's making a joke. People, he's saying like, ha ha ha, this is what people online think yeah. I'm like for making you know Captain America into a brainwashed fascist. But you know we can laugh at ourselves, right? And apparently. No, no, people couldn't <laughs> laugh at that because they got all angry at him. And Nick Spencer just kind of threw up his hands and he's like, well, fuck, I guess I'm screwed no matter what I do. People are going to yell at me.
1: <laughs> it was great.
0: And man, he's getting it so hard, too. I'm sure you saw that great video online of that Nazi getting punched in the head yep that's making the rounds and and nick spencer being like you know admittedly very much you know coming from a comic superhero type place of being like now now everyone we can't celebrate you know brutality to our fellow man even if they're different only for everyone to come at him and be like but he was a nazi though (laughs) like yeah you, you can be as nice and friendly as you want but we'll never feel bad about punching a Nazi in the head, though. <laughs> a- a- any nice humanist argument you can make is kind of undercut by, but he was a Nazi. And a particularly douchey looking Nazi, too. With his fuckboy fade haircut.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, and-, and his peppy pin and everything. And I'm like, I'm not gonna say he was asking to get punched in the head. But he might have been asking to get punched in the head, is all I'm saying. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I like Matt starts this thing with, yeah, heavy-handed political commentary, and now let's have a five-minute-long political commentary conversation. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's Monsters Unleashed. Here's the thing. I, I read the first Monsters Unleashed issue. I don't know how you felt about it, Matt. It was fine, but I don't feel like I need to finish it.
1: No, no, I know what you mean.
0: Like, it's fine, it's okay, but honestly, I got to start making cuts somewhere, to the pile of books i read every week and i don't feel like there's going to be any amazing revelations in monsters unleashed that i need to keep reading for especially now that i know they're just doing it to launch this new monster boy character into an ongoing
1: yeah it seems like they, they should have just dubbed it as like a prequel
0: yeah yeah or, or even they just, just,
1: just set up
0: or or if cullen bun had like a good pitch for a monster boy book just let him write a book about a monster boy yeah it didn't need to be an event. Uh, but then again, I'm sure we would have done the same thing it always does because the monster boy is Asian. And I'm yeah. sure we would have had many, many happy eggs on Twitter being like, well, why can't monster boy be white? How about that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why can't he be a girl?
0: <laughs> white, white people like monsters. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, but from white to black, actually, our next story involves Black Adam, who is apparently getting a solo movie now, even though we've seen almost no movement from the Shazam movie that he is supposed to be a part of
1: yeah th- I, this is just it's just so weird um i i for one i think they should probably work on getting the characters that already have movies right yeah. before they decide to work on like a b and c list characters like shazam and black adam
0: yeah the outside the box characters like if you can't get wonder woman batman and superman right or even the suicide squad <laughs>
1: yeah work on them first before you're deciding to go to these heroes <laughs>
0: what's that what's that line from the hobbit where bilbo's talking about feeling old and he says i feel like butter spread over too much bread that's kind of the dc cinematic universe right now <laughs> too little butter spread over too much bread and maybe the bread's yep, a little stale. pretty much it's it's funny too <laughs> the fact that you know giving black adam a solo movie i think this perfectly encapsulates The just wrong headed ideology of Warner Brothers in making superhero movies. It's like, hey, you know, we got this story, you know, Shazam about a little kid who becomes a superhero via magic. If we put a lot of time and effort in this and really developed it, this could be like another Harry Potter level success. You know, everyone would want to see this and we could sell it to kids and it would be really cool. But we could also make a movie about this villain because villains are awesome. And more people, or you know, more hardcore people, will probably want to see a movie about a villain. Furthermore, The Rock wants to play this villain, and The Rock is, you know, box off as Viagra. So we should really just screw the hero entirely and give Black Adam a movie on his own. Yeah, I,
1: it wouldn't actually surprise me if they end up doing the Black Adam movie first. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They'll do this, and then, oh, and yeah, come see him in Shazam.
0: Now that being said. You could write a really interesting movie around Black Adam, talk about how he was like the first avatar of Shazam and everything, and how, you know, he kind of started as a hero, but he fell to the dark side and everything. You could make it like uh, the Star Wars prequels, but good.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely a really good story there for him, but yeah, as I said, focus on your characters that you've already got in movies.
0: <laughs> it feels so wrongheaded starting with the villain, doesn't it? It does. It feels so totally... Even if it's like a complicated and layered villain, which Black Adam is, it Mm -hmm. just doesn't feel right to me to be like, yeah, we're starting starting with him.
1: No, because usually it's the hero's appearance that causes a villain to show up.
0: Mm -hmm. I wonder... I wonder if they're thinking, too, where it's like, yeah, but if we build up The Rock as Black Adam and make him, like, a cool villain with his own film franchise and everything, maybe he can fight Superman and they can punch each other. Wouldn't that be something? This guy can punch Superman.
1: I think that's probably what they're going to end up doing.
0: We need movies where guys can punch Superman. Who's the most powerful guy we have? Well, Black Adam's magic, so there you go. We'll do him
1: yeah and and because they haven't learned anything it'll be in a city mm. and because of black adam's power set it'll be like um it'll be like the powers doomsday had in oh, the movie yes. where it's like the shockwaves and everything, and it'll just like obliterate the city again and we'll get a repeat of the town hating him <laughs> and he wants to kill himself and whatnot
0: you could make such a good shazam movie like i said one that really appeals to children because billy batson is a kid or a teen depending on when you do it You could make such an interesting movie about that. In fact, they've done so many great stories. Like Justice League had that great episode with uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel in it. And even Young Justice did great stuff with this, you know, kid who is a godlike super being with magic powers, but is also still a child at heart and is still starstruck by all of these superheroes.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. You could make it like a a real feel-good movie.
0: Oh, yeah. And you could even use it to, you know, kind of, like, retcon and take some pot shots at the darker, edgier aspects of the DC universe. Like, have Billy as Shazam being like, you know, I used to look up to you guys and respect you guys, but, you know, you're way too dark and cruel now. What happened to you?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And have the heroes be like, man, I think uh, I think Shazam has us on this one. Maybe we should strive to be a little different and a little better.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: Yeah so uh from black adam news to marvel movie news but of the animated variety it was officially announced this week that miles morales will be the star of the animated spider-man movie they got coming down the pipeline
1: yeah cool i guess
0: it's it's a clever idea i remember we said this before if you're going to do a new live action spider-man movie and if you're doing an animated one anyway you should go with miles just you know help differentiate it and make it different and that's what they're doing yeah I wonder, do you think Donald Glover will finally get to voice him?
1: Uh, I don't know. He's probably busy being in the live-action Spider-Man movies.
0: Yeah, he's probably busy doing that. He's probably busy with Star Wars and winning all those Golden Globes for Atlanta. It's hard to believe I'd say this, but yeah, I think Donald Glover's a little too big for Spider-Man right now. Yep. I'm sure they'll get someone good for it. I like this idea. I like this idea a lot of having Miles in this, because especially, you know, if they go back and basically just tell the original Ultimate Spider-Man with Miles' story, that was a really good, really strong story that could make a good movie. Cool. Those those first two arcs, and I'm sure you remember them, Matt. Bendis basically wrote a movie, didn't he? I don't know. I never read them. Oh, did you really not? No, I'm not, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're not all that interested. Well, here's the thing. If you're interested, when it comes out, you could pick it up. You don't need to know anything about the old Ultimate Spider-Man. It's literally just a story about this kid who eventually finds his way to spider powers and to becoming Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah, it's it's very easy to pick up, and I think they could adapt that into one hell of a movie. And especially, you know, this is uh, Lord and Miller, the Lego 21 Jump Street guys.
1: Yeah, that, that's probably the only thing that's got me kind of excited for it, that they're doing it. Because they, they've done some really great stuff over the past couple mm-hmm. of years.
0: Very self-aware stuff, too. Like, I think they know the nerd mind. They know pop culture references and zeitgeist. I think this could be, you know, one of those really funny Spider-Man movies that people have always wanted. You know, a quippy, quippy young Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I th- I think they could make that work. I think that would be very, very fun. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's that news, everyone. That's coming down the pipeline. I can't wait for that. I also can't wait for, I'm sure, many confused Joe and Jane popcorns being like, I didn't know Spider-Man was black.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. People are going to get angry.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you saw them all freak out about a black stormtrooper. I can't wait for hats and hashtags being like, not my Spider-Man. I didn't vote for him. But you don't vote for Spider-Man. Mike, shut up. (laughs) I didn't vote for this (laughs) Spider-Man. that's that's i think that's the title there matt i didn't vote for spider-man <laughs> you're not supposed to but no no no. i went down there to the polling place and i wrote down on my cocktail napkin not my spider-man my voice deserves to be heard i tell you <laughs> not mine But uh, yeah, from uh, the world of movies to the world of comics, and Matt and I, you and I were actually talking about this before we started, DC Comics to get more expensive in the near future. They're having a, I'm not going to call it a tack or a price hike, but they are getting more expensive.
1: I kind of thought this was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm we uh, you and i off mic we were saying there a couple weeks ago we wonder what will happen first will they pull back on some of the books release schedule or will they just make them more expensive and they've gone with making them more expensive now n- not every book is getting more no. expensive it's, it's mainly
1: all the batman books
0: <laughs> it's it's that and it's also the books that don't come out uh d- don't come out bi-weekly the ones that they expect you to buy two and two of those ones are going to remain 299 it's everything else that becomes 399 american i think yeah yeah if i got that correct so it's it's only the ones the monthly ones that are more expensive and it's funny i think a lot of the books they uh, i got to find the list of it here cuz i want it, cause, you know cause i want to actually know what i'm talking about i just don't want to talk out my ass you know
1: i i know it was like batwoman uh not batwoman batgirl batgirl and the birds of prey
0: yeah um those were two of them i want to say red hood is more expensive now too
1: yeah i think so uh
0: it
1: it was it was books that i don't i don't think are doing very well
0: mm, yeah that's what it seemed like which i thought was kind of interesting yeah Uh, oh god where the where the fuck is it now now just listen to me google everyone dc comics (laughs) price increase tappity tap tap
1: so so i i what i imagine is this is going to be like part one of their plan they're going to do this and then in a couple months some of those books that if they don't sell as well as that at that price they're probably going to cancel them
0: they they certainly got a lot of people hooked and i wonder yeah you're right that would make sense like this this is the experiment Okay, DC's twice-monthly Rebirth titles, which include a high-profile series such as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lanterns, and Deathstroke. I, I love Deathstroke is actually mentioned with all those other characters. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a great book, don't get me wrong. It's actually one of the best surprises of DC Rebirth. It's just funny to see him counted amongst all those other ones. Those books will remain two ninety nine dollars American per month, which does cool. nothing for you and me, Mac, because we have our own money. Uh, mm-hmm. the full list of books that will see a increased price or will be uh, th- the ones that they're increasing the price of, and this is important, they're also going to be bundling them with digital codes. So which means when you buy the physical, you get the digital free, much like Marvel was doing until they stopped. So it's funny to see DC swoop right in here and be like, oh, you like digital codes, do you?
1: Yeah, so really you're paying that extra, what, like $1.99 or dollar $1 mm. for the digital code.
0: Pretty much, and those books include All-Star Batman, which will actually be coming to an end uh, sooner than you think. Batgirl, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Batman Beyond, Batwoman, Blue Beetle, which, man, I haven't read that since the first one, and I kick myself. Yeah. I wanted that book to come back so badly, and then when it came back, it wasn't very good. I was so sad. Cyborg, which, hey, I'm a May Cyborg, is still sticking in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Hellblazer, New Superman which is, I think, one of the few super books to be in here. Red Hood and the Outlaw, Super Sons, which isn't even out yet, but when it does come out, it'll actually be more expensive. Supergirl, Superwoman, Teen Titans, Titans, and Trinity will all be a little bit more expensive, and those are the books that come out uh, less than twice a month. Yeah so that's that's fine i guess i mean it basically is just going back to the way shit was i mean as long as they don't cost five dollars that's the thing that's the scary thing that i think all fans worry about a fifteen dollar comic or a five dollar comic future
1: yeah well that, that's what they were getting worried about near the end uh with the batman books wasn't it
0: yeah yeah because they just kind of get, get they, more and more expensive
1: yeah for no real reason whatsoever <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're hedging their bets where it's like, Batman will pay the rent this week. <laughs> just keep just keep putting it up a little bit more, a little bit more. These comic junkies will have to pay for it. <laughs> uh, FYI, before Comic Multiverse, comic junkies was an idea we shot around. Because, you know, I got the comic smack and the comic junkies. <laughs> the superhero crack house and all the other show ideas that were shot down, thankfully. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's good news for some, bad news for others, but, hey, there you go, you might be paying a little bit more money for your DC Comics in the future. Uh, moving on from there, we have, uh, did, did we talk about the Injustice 2 trailer last week, Matt? Or am I, am I no. losing my mind? Okay, we didn't talk no, about let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was alright. Didn't give away any of the story or no, quote no. quote unquote story.
0: Yeah, what well, you say that, but hey, Jimmy Palmiotti wrote the story for the first Injustice game, and it was actually way better than any fighting game ever deserved to be. Yeah,
1: but but the comics are still better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is, I, I wonder they they haven't announced who's writing the next one, have they? Have they announced who's yeah, writing Injustice? Yeah, they, they have. They oh, have. Who's writing it?
1: Tom Taylor's writing it again.
0: Oh, well, I know he's writing the comic. I meant the game. Do we know who's oh, writing Oh, um,
1: comic? I don't know. I don't think so, no. No, I, I,
0: do, I don't think it was a comic person, because I think if there was, we would have heard of it.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Actually, no, let, me, let me look this up, too, so I'm also not talking out of my ass to see if they yeah, have him. a writer for it.
1: It might be Jimmy Pomiotti.
0: Again, well, I mean, you think I follow him on Twitter and social media. I mean, obviously, Ed Boon is directing again, as as you would think he would. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in the trailer, in what we saw of it, we, I, I mean, this looks to be the universe that we left behind in the previous Injustice game because Superman is all chained up and everything.
1: Yeah, and and at some point in the years leading up to, that, they decided to change his costume. They gave they get took his shackles off and let him change.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that made me laugh too. That reminded me of the Simpsons bit where the one old guy is gonna freeze himself, and he's like, "Please update my pants as fashion dictates." <laughs> Superman's yeah, like, the... "Please update my costume as fashion dictates." <laughs> <laughs> He does look a little different. Now, we also see Supergirl getting into a fight with Wonder Woman. We see Batman. We see Brainiac, which if I had to guess, if I had to guess what the story would be, Brainiac invades and all the heroes who are fighting each other in the first Injustice War have to come together to fight off an invasion from Brainiac.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. That's what it's going to be.
0: Which is interesting and you know and kind of cool because it's like because we lost some other heroes didn't we in the first one so there's some people who ain't going to be coming back
1: not only in the first game in the first five years as well like there's no green the only green lantern left is hal jordan
0: yeah and yet there's clearly red lanterns because we got Atrocitus running around
1: yeah well yeah there's other other lantern cores but no green lanterns are left
0: I wonder if that's going to be something we're going to see tackled in the game or if this is going to be something tackled for the comic because I bet you Warner Brothers did not think that comic would be as huge as it ended up being. That's like a huge Cinderella story.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. People love that comic.
0: And it's funny, too, because it's like the success of that comic, I think, proves something that comic companies should understand. It's like, hey... You launch a universe in and of itself, tell people they can read here, it won't have any crossovers or events or anything else you got to keep track of. You just read this every week, you put it digital, it was a big digital series where people could read it, and go figure, it becomes a huge success.
1: Yeah, and, and what was even better is they, they gave Tom Taylor like his own DC universe to do whatever he wanted, yeah. as long as certain characters made it to the end.
0: Yep. It's amazing what happens right when you just give creative people a chance to write and be creative. Yeah. Uh s- some of the characters we got here, we have a more complete list now. Uh Aquaman obviously who we've seen in the trailers. Atrocitus who I've been asking for since the first game. I'm so happy to see Atrocitus in this. I'm glad he looks so cool.
1: Yeah, Atrocitus and Dexter.
0: Yes, uh, oh, as as like a striker, yeah. Uh, Bane is coming back. I think we saw a little of Bane in the new trailer, didn't we? We saw like his mask or some shit.
1: Yeah, and we saw Surin being covered up with um Poison Ivy stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, she's going to be in it. Uh, Batman, obviously. Brainiac, who I wonder, are they going to like uh Shao Kahn this? Are you actually going to be able to play Brainiac, or will Brainiac just be the big boss at the end you have to fight and can never play as?
1: He will probably end up being a DLC character or a pre-order character, much how Darkseid is a pre-order character.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's funny that they come out and say that. It's like, and Darkseid, who will be DLC? And I'm like, oh, so that means he's not going to factor into the game at all like Lobo didn't factor into the game at all.
1: You know what's even funnier is that they're giving characters Reverse Flash, Jon Stewart, and... Power Girl power girl they're only making them skins for already existing characters
0: come on Inja. come on i'm in injustice i like you but come on don't don't tease me like that you can do a little better the
1: the john stewart one makes sense since he's actually dead so yeah but the Power Girl and Reverse Flash one, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> don't don't tease me, man. Come on, don't don't play with my heart and my love and everything. You you know what you gotta do. Come on. We're not saying you gotta change their move set too much. Just change it a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. They're not even changing the move sets. They're just skins for like already existing characters.
0: Like again, I don't make video games. I don't know how hard it is to make new move sets. But come on, just just make him punch a little bit different, so you can justify making him his own character. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh we got deadshot of course who man i love how deadshot looks in this game don't be shocked if i end up maining deadshot <laughs> uh is back gorilla Grodd, who looks excellent gorilla Grodd is the perfect choice for a fighting game isn't he
1: he is he is
0: he's a big grappling monkey and he has psychic powers he is just too perfect Uh, green lantern is back of course harley quinn is in it with a bunch of different costumes i love that you can actually dress her up as her classic counterpart if you like
1: yeah of course she's in it
0: poison ivy because hey you know harley didn't want to be lonely we need some more female combatants in there i think poison ivy makes a lot of sense for a fighting game you know she can probably make the earth move under you she can probably entangle you in vines yep uh robin damian wayne who well, i wonder will he still be nightwing in this or will they have him uh take well, up a different identity i wonder
1: we we actually saw him in his robin costume
0: oh shit okay so in the tra- in the
1: trailer yeah okay
0: so something has forced him to go back to robin interesting i wonder if he's going back to robin does that mean we could see another nightwing at some point
1: maybe i i i want i want dick grayson to come back because dick grayson in the comics at the moment is dead man
0: oh wouldn't that be some shit dick grayson shows up as dead man you're like whoa whoa, whoa i don't understand they have a little thing at the bottom go read the comics if you don't understand this <laughs> or have some shit have it like the specter or something be like okay dick you get to come back to life now but you gotta do something for me you know you owe me like a life debt or some shit That'd be pretty cool. I think. I think though the Spectre's dead, though. Oh shit! Man, I gotta read Injustice. You know, I got a plane ride coming up. I'm gonna get Injustice on my pad that I got fixed. I'm gonna finally sit down and read all five years of Injustice.
1: Yeah, I think. I think. I know that was. It was in the arc with. um uh with john constantine and like all the magical characters the magical year they had i think it was like year three or something
0: i'd like to see constantine in the games he'd be a fun character because he's like the sort of guy who would never really hit you he would just have his magic do all the work for him yeah supergirl of course who looks great from what we've seen her so far she has a really fun moveset
1: yeah and she, she's got a pretty cool costume as well
0: she does superman and of course wonder woman all there together so that's who we've seen in the game so far and I'm sure people are chomping at the bit to hear us. Uh, wh- who would your picks be for Matt? Who would you like to see show up, either in the game or in DLC? Um,
1: hmm. I'd would like them to answer. Uh, like the Titans, like mm, yeah. like uh, like I know that they're actually locked in the Phantom Zone at the moment, oh. but um, I, yeah, they're locked in there because Superman killed Superboy, and he can only survive in the Phantom Zone. Oh, what a so that's so? they had to lock themselves in there um i'd like them to come out at one point
0: i mean flash is doing so big on tv now i'm shocked we don't have captain cold in there i thought he would be a really fun addition
1: that'd be pretty cool yeah,
0: you can make him look just like wentworth miller and i will have no problem with that i i'd like
1: um metamorpho although
0: oh fuck he, yeah he, he he's
1: he's he's dead of Shit. course um Shit. but all the cool ones um, are dead would be yeah they they really are all the cool ones are dead Uh, i i think plastic man is still around as well oh
0: fuck yeah plastic man he would be so fun he could like you know stretch all over the place he could punch you from the other end of the map he could wrap around you uh i keep pitching this one jonah hex have him travel in time some way get some of those super pills think about it he can shoot you he can throw a tomahawk at you he can get you with a lasso he's got so much working for him
1: I'd, I'd love him to come into the future and say, like, what the fuck is going on here? That's
0: exactly what you do. You have him spit on the ground. I don't like this heathen bullshit. <laughs> you you want to fight me? Come at me. He can just be all angry and drunk and shit. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what fighting games need more of. Angry, drunken cowboys. <laughs> uh, hell, th- there was that one cowboy from the new Mortal Kombat game. Just reskin him as Jonah Hex. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and don't tell me you don't do that because, like, the archer character from the new Mortal Kombat was basically just a reskinned uh, green arrow from this game. Yep. Actually, I don't see green arrow on the roster. That makes me very upset that my favorite hero is um, not in this. Oh, yeah, he died. Fuck. <laughs> So super, he kidnapped
1: Ma and and tried to convince Superman to stop being it, and Superman used his heat vision to basically disintegrate him.
0: Shit, because I know that- By the oh, way, no,
1: no, no, he smashed him into the ground so hard, his Ugh. body just disintegrated.
0: Ugh, I'm pouring a 40 out for Ollie. Uh, what about Roy? Is Roy alive? Uh, or is he part of the think... Titans and is he locked away?
1: I, I can't honestly remember.
0: I'm sure someone in the comment section will tell us. Okay, that's my pitch then. Roy takes up the mantle of Red Arrow and goes after Superman for revenge for killing Ollie. That's my pitch.
1: It'd be pretty cool. I'm wondering if, though, the uh, they, the the good universe, like, in the first one, is going to take place in this one, because they're all still alive in that one.
0: True. Yeah, it's funny we didn't see any reference to, like, the good main universe. This looks like they're going, like, off on their own thing, which is kind of okay, because it gives them, as we mentioned, free license to do what they want and play around with characters. Yeah, totally. And you, and like kill off anyone you want, and be like, ah, fine. They weren't the real version. They weren't the real universe version. It's okay. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So I mean, that's that. Again, expect way more injustice talk from Matt and myself as we get closer. In fact, shit, Matt. We both have PlayStation. When that game comes out, we're gonna have to stream some shit of us playing it. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm gonna have to buy it.
0: Yeah, me too. We'll have to. We'll finally find out who amongst us is better at Mortal Combat style fighting games. <laughs> I was going to say are 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 you leap man? Do you got the elite skills cuz I'm a master of button mashing.
1: Oh, I barely play fighting games.
0: Same. They've gotten so complicated. <laughs> and I'm so not good at them. There was a time in my life when I was good at them when I liked all the yeah, anime. Same. When I liked all the anime style fighting games and then I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a crusty old man now. I'm not good at this anymore. Yeah. I I don't know about uh, cross cancels and invincibility frames and all the other stuff that makes it sound like work. I'm not I'm not leet, I'm not MLG enough, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, from uh, the Injustice trailer talk to some more very nice-sounding DC news. Did you hear about this, Matt? Paul Dini will actually be returning to write more Harley Quinn stories. He's going to be writing the backups for a bunch of new uh, Palmiotti Connor, uh, Harley books coming out soon.
1: That's pretty cool. This is the. This will be the first time he's done it in a while, hasn't it?
0: Yes, it has been. Well, if you don't count Christmas specials, but yes, this will be his first time in a while. The, the cover picture they have, like the poster image, is so awesome because it's new 52 Harley leaning up against a wall and animated series Harley is leaning on the other end.
1: Yeah, I, I was really interested by that.
0: This this seems to be from what I can read is this is them retconning Harley's early history yet again to try and bring it all into like to kind of make it make sense, because she had yeah. like several new origins in New 52 and they were all they were all pretty shit honestly. Uh, this seems to be like okay it's gonna be Harley in her early days in Gotham City working with the Joker wearing her old costume and they're gonna feed into the new stories. Cool they couldn't have gotten a better person for it i think it's really awesome to see paul dini put his stamp on the character and you know what it's probably going to be enough to make me pick up and read harley again i was big into harley for a long time but then she just started showing up in every other book i read and i'm like well geez yeah. do i have to read her main book now she's in everything
1: yeah it, it's really true she's the main character in the injustice comics at the moment which really? i absolutely loathe <laughs> um and, and yeah, she's just been invading it. Like she was the 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 main character, quote unquote, in the the uh, holiday special. Yep, and cool. yeah,
0: I I li- I like her. Don't get me wrong, but you can only have so much of a good thing. I felt the same way yeah. about Deadpool a couple of years back when Deadpool kept showing up and everything, and it's like, God damn it, man, can I go two seconds without seeing you?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I, I like you, but give me some goddamn space, please. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that just about does it for news this week. A pretty, a pretty decent offering of shit we have to look forward to in the next couple weeks and months and everything yeah. else.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What, uh, I guess with that, we can move on over to what we read this week. Or what we tried to read this week, Is god damn, it, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff that came out and continues to come out. Oh, excuse me, I'm trying to ch- choke down a burp. I'm trying to not burp directly into the mic on this one. I'm trying to have a semblance of professionalism over here. Uh, I guess, would you like to go <laughs> first, Matt, with what you read this week?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we, we both had really a big week. Oh, yes. And um, I'm lucky I still got, I got like, one comic left to do. Um, But the first one I read was Monsters Unleashed issue one.
0: Me too. It was, eh. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing extraordinary about it. It's it's perfectly okay. If you want to see all your favorite Marvel superhero teams fighting monsters, you get that in this book.
1: Yeah, and it didn't really tell us much either
0: no no they didn't that's one of the few things I'll actually compliment about the book they give you several very likely reasons as to why the monsters are attacking it could be magical based which is why you got uh, Elsa Bloodstone one of my favorite underrated Marvel characters looking into investigating it you got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur looking into the fact that it might be science related and then you got the kid drawing the pictures who he might be doing it but you don't know
1: yeah there's definitely a lot of reasons or uh ways it could happen and i imagine that they're probably going to make it so that it's a bit of each yeah or or like certain monsters of magic certain monsters of science i don't know
0: it's i think this book also represents something interesting in marvel right now and that is the fact that they're not even waiting for other crossovers to end before they start new crossover events yeah. So you yeah. have the Marvel Now teams of all the different Avengers. So, you know, clearly this happens after Civil War 2. The Guardians are stranded on Earth, which is also a post Civil War 2 thing, but Inhumans and X-Men are still getting along, so this is clearly before the events of Inhumans versus X-Men.
1: Yeah, it could be either before or after, though.
0: Well, I mean, I think by the time this is done, at least one of those groups is going to leave Earth. But yeah, it's it's clearly at some point between them. And I guess this is also before or after Clone Conspiracy is going on, because Spider-Man seems just fine.
1: Yeah, there's not really any, I guess, continuity to it. It's they're just like, well, well, put all these characters on these big splash pages and hopefully no one will notice.
0: It was Splash Paste City, wasn't it? There were so many splash pages going on in this.
1: I, I found the art a little bit confusing at some points as well. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? They're like, destroying a building with this weird eye creature or something.
0: To to borrow a phrase from one of our favorite internet content makers, it's so dense. Every frame has so much going on.
1: It really did, and the just the amount of characters on each page, just Jesus Christ!
0: It's a very busy first issue. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great it's, it's just there it is there i don't feel i need to keep reading it or keep reviewing it and i don't think anyone will be too upset with me if i do
1: yeah i'm probably gonna keep doing it just because i know that knowing colin Bunn there'll be something somewhere in this book that he will make a big reference to in his ongoing
0: oh i'm sure there'll be some cool shit
1: so yeah and i know, like colin Bunn as a writer he's I, a good I like writer too.
0: i like him too i like to see him succeed lord knows he's having a better time succeeding at marvel than he was at dc for the short time he was there
1: yeah Oh, in insane that his Sinestry book was dope as fuck
0: it was i need to i need to finally catch up to that that's another one of the i need to read this at some point uh what, what else did we have this week matt in books that i'm sure we both read uh justice league versus suicide squad issue five yep yep the penultimate issue in this series which has been really surprising and really satisfying
1: it has been that just like the amount of twists and turns and like i never expected this book to be anything other than the justice league versus the suicide squad and now it's like a new justice league made of suicide squad members with mm. batman fighting eclipso <laughs>
0: yeah like you thought it was just going to be a dumb beat up book where you know both sides meet in the middle of a field and punch the shit out of each other and yet there's a lot of stuff going on here there's a lot of layers there's a lot of cool shit happening i like uh in this issue maxwell lord kind of realizes that he's bitten off way more than he can chew with the eclipso diamond
1: yeah and i <laughs> i like how when he realizes it, uh uh waller is like slaps him and is like get a grip man
0: <laughs> love it waller keeps her pimp hands strong every day mm smacking the shit out of people we also kind of get to see eclipso get involved in the things right at the end being like ha 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 i'm actually the real villain
1: yeah he he needed someone to cut someone to take over to come into this world
0: Mm mm-hmm which I'm thinking like, man, this might be the most high profile story Eclipso has ever been involved in ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, well this is like the first time we've seen him since that villains month book in, in D C New
0: fifty two. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot that was a thing that existed. Yeah, I think everyone did. <laughs> yeah, good call on that one, Matt. Good uh good memory. Uh it's it's funny too, like in fifteen minutes Lord manages to take over the entire United States.
1: Yeah, with the Justice League, he gets, a he gets the Green Lanterns to put a shield around the Earth, mm-hmm. gets Flash to d- disable all the nuclear weapons, and it will, it's just so good.
0: Did, uh, did you think the same thing I thought, when it's like, oh, Flash got rid of all the world's nuclear weapons, I'm like, oh, it's like Superman 4, but not shitty.
1: <laughs> yeah, Superman 4, if it was done in five minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't throw them all into the sun with some hair and became <laughs> nuclear Flash, or whatever the hell that movie was about. <laughs> no one knows what superman 4 is about i
1: know but um also i i think i showed you it on on, on twitter um that that page yes. of of maxwell lord saying i did it next to the page of ozomund saying the mm. exact same thing and they look exactly the same as well
0: man they are getting so subtle and yet so cool with all their little references they're making aren't they you got this you got maybe Rorschach and Red Hood and the Outlaws. You got all the other small references to Watchmen. They are really seeding it across the board, aren't they?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And I wouldn't be surprised if something else I said, that because of this event and all, like what it's doing and everything, that someone like Mr. Oz or Ozymandias or Doc's Manhattan take notice of what's going on as well at the moment.
0: My, uh, my big question, and I wonder how they're going to square this circle in the sixth and final issue, now that the Justice League is aware of the Suicide Squad and their activities, now that they've worked together and everything, how in all good reason and faith will Waller and the Squad be able to go back to business as usual in their main book?
1: Yeah, that's going to be quite interesting. See, I'm actually probably going to continue reading on Suicide Squad to figure that out. Mm. Um but um, yeah, that's actually a really good question. I never actually thought about that.
0: Because the fact that they've worked together to save the day still doesn't change everything they've been doing. I wonder yeah. if Waller is just going to blackmail Batman and be like, yeah, but you built your own Suicide Squad, though, and you did all this other dirty, underhanded shit in your own book, so I guess you owe me one. Or are they going to Men in Black, and is she going to like pull out a neuralizer and be like, forget Justice League, forget you ever knew us.
1: Yeah, they'll probably do something. Or maybe she actually will blackmail the whole team and like she has something on everyone. Like she knows who Superman is, who the Flash is, you know, the Green Lantern, stuff like that.
0: That would be a very Waller move to be like, look, you don't like me, but you're going to keep letting me operate though because you can't afford to do anything different. Yeah. That's a very Waller move. It's something I could see them doing in this book uh i guess another one we had this week i don't know if you read this too but uh batman number 15 i did read it yes wow batman is a dumbass in this issue he's been a dumbass (laughs) for the last two arcs but especially here he he was but
1: what i really did appreciate this and i i like this a lot and he he was stupid but that's i guess why i liked it he wasn't like that that quote unquote bat god we saw in the last arc, he, he was actually someone who was pretty vulnerable, uh, this time to slashes against the throat yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> from, oh, from little kids. <laughs> oh no, slashes to my vulnerable throat, my only weakness. Yeah, yeah
1: disregard the armor I wear.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah, I, I agree, and I had this argument too with people when I actually put the video out. I like a human Batman, I like a relatable Batman one of the reasons I like Detective Comics so much when he actually apologizes to his team and says hey I'm not perfect I make mistakes. This Batman though was really thick from letting Catwoman (laughs) trick him into escaping to needing Gordon's help in finding Holly Robinson because apparently he couldn't open up like some juvie records to then getting tricked and stabbed in the throat to almost dying to where Catwoman needs to save him Catwoman then escapes at the end and Batman's like oh well I guess I gotta let her go then I guess I can't go after her and I'm like what did you accomplish (laughs) this issue Batman you did literally nothing (laughs) you are Uh, bad at this which again further strengthens my theory that I'm running with and that is Tom King doesn't actually like Batman and this entire run is his way to stealthily and subtly take the piss out of Batman for being terrible it kind
1: of seems that way and also like his dialogue for the characters is really weird as well like 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 in the last arc batman only ever said one thing about breaking bane's back Mm. and this arc he's like talking about her stealing the night and like i know like what that means
0: but it's just really weird (laughs) she stole my night she stole my time i was gonna binge watch voltron tonight
1: (laughs) yeah but but instead he thought he's dick
0: yeah, he, re- he really did. And I know that's always been a thing with Batman there. You know, he's a sucker for love and, you know, Catwoman's a drug he keeps taking and everything and la-di-da-di-da. But man, was he dumb about it in this issue. It's like, it's like it ignores the last 75 years of interactions these <laughs> characters have had. And you can't tell me, well, that was the point, because literally in this issue, they reminisce about the first two times they met back in the old, old continuity, like back in the frickin' 40s, and then again in year one one
1: yeah i i really like that and i had like the art change as well to like that old 40s art that was fun that which i thought was really cool but yeah it, it's really weird
0: also uh, it was a nice touch uh holly stabs him in this story she stabbed him in year one too yeah so she just has a history of stabbing batman that's her superpower she can stab batman when no one else can and
1: yeah, Batman lets her guard, his guard down around her all the time, so that's how he's, a, she's able to get the drop on him all the time.
0: Surely this underage prostitute with a dark past won't be able to... St- <laughs> damn it, she got me again. Jeez, imagine if, like, the League of Shadows took her and trained her and be like, now use your power to stab Batman. <laughs> uh, she's just the ultimate blind spot for him. Yeah, I did not like these last two issues of this Tom King Batman. I'm really hoping the Bane one will turn it around. But also, too, let's let's be really vigilant in this next Bane story. If Tom King yet again has a story about why Batman actually sucks at his job, I want I wonder how he might take that with Bane.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping the Bane storyline will be good or at least better than the last one. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh it could definitely be still pretty bad.
0: Yeah. So,, uh, what else did you have this week, Matt?
1: Ah, uh, well, I had Superman issue fifteen.
0: yeah, now, this was the good shit
1: this this was this was the the good twelve year old whiskey that you bring out every every couple of weeks
0: mm-mm, mm-mm. more like fifty two year old whiskey because we have fifty two <laughs> separate earths, don't we? we do, and yeah, that was
1: so much fun it's so much fun
0: it's a lot of this book is just superman talking to people from other universes and it's a joy like almost no one throws a punch this whole issue and i didn't care because it was action-packed enough just with the dialogue and the interactions
1: yes superman literally talking to himself
0: yeah different more or, or less <laughs> of himself from the multiverse and we get to see so many cool people we see the justice league of assassins which is a new group which is really awesome
1: yeah, that was one of the Earths that was um, missing in uh, multiversity. In, in, in the guidebook, it was one of the Earths that was classified or whatever it was. Oh. So they sort of revealed that. So I wonder if they're going to reveal any of the other ones.
0: I hope they do. We get the Wild West Justice League. We get Superman Beyond from the Batman Beyond universe.
1: Which I found really interesting because that Superman Beyond is technically at the Superman in the current Rebirth books in the future
0: yeah or at least he should be shouldn't he
1: yeah and he they don't really mention anything about that which is kind of sad
0: well batman beyond is weird in the dc universe because it's like well clearly he's the one from the animated series because he's wearing the animated series costume but wait aren't they all dead in the current batman beyond comic so he went to another universe in the past to grab him but like you said isn't that supposed to be him but just in the future (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the way I saw it is that it was the future of the pre-Flashpoint universe, but like mm. a different Earth.
0: Right. Yeah. Super Demon, which is what if Etrigan the Demon became Superman?
1: That was pretty cool, and we, we got to see the Master Men again.
0: Yes, we which sure did.
1: I I really liked the little um the little panel for that. It had Superman standing between the the Uberman mm-hmm. and and the president superman the the black guy and i thought that was brilliant who,
0: who is more than a little uh who draws more than a little uh inspiration from obama because he is the president oh, yeah. of his universe alongside being superman
1: oh yeah totally uh, but yeah i like that little scene how he had to separate the nazi <laughs> and the african-american president
0: <laughs> yeah whoa, whoa 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 guys come on come on don't make me stand between you two but i will stand between you two <laughs> let's 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 not pop off here guys we're all on the same super team right now
1: <laughs> and and then doing something completely superman like he sends off the other the other superman to take on this whoever this guy is
0: i love himself that, i love that superman is so noble so selfless and so heroic he won't even let other supermen put their life in danger <laughs>
1: it would have been really funny as well if like because they're all a superman they are like him so they're all trying to get the other ones on the on the part ah. and send away and they're, 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 no after you no you go first please
0: they're just being ultimately polite or better yet he tries to send them away but he looks around and they're all standing there. it's like how did you know dude we're, we're basically you we, we would have done the same things <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, i'm in, i'm interested
1: to find out who this bad guy is yeah. and. The, what what I really like is that how how much of like Grant Morrison stuff they bring back. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Like the um the uh, the the Thule ship they're on, how they're like oh yeah, it's just a ship made out of um hard hard light music, you know? Yeah, it's powered and by, it's by like-
0: music and travels via chords.
1: If, if anyone else wrote that, you'd be like, that's ridiculous, but then you're like, oh no, Grant Morrison wrote that, that, that makes sense.
0: As, as someone told me in the comments section, actually, that traveling to alternate universes via the frequencies in music, apparently that is theoretically sound, actually. Really? Yeah, apparently that's like a real actual theory that real honest-to-goodness scientists in lab coats and, like, clipboards came up with.
1: Only Grant Morrison would know that.
0: Yeah, like he read that shit in a science journal. I'm like, really? That's real. Morrison didn't pull that out of his high ass. That's actually that's a real thing. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh,
1: I want him. I want him to come back and write the Multiversity two like he's supposed to. But I think he's too busy being the editor in chief over on Heavy Metal magazine.
0: Yeah. Wow. What a thing. It makes me want to start reading Heavy Metal. Can, can I get a subscription to <laughs> Heavy Metal? Do people get subscriptions to thing anymore? <laughs>
1: you you can and i I know he did a story recently about like a buff jesus beating the shit out of people
0: nice i hear good things about klaus too i wanted to read that for christmas like his uh his reimagining of the santa claus mythos
1: yeah yeah i heard good things as well
0: what if klaus was like a bitchin barbarian and i'm like yeah (laughs) you you sold me on that one sir but uh, yeah superman was really good and also trinity was really good
1: oh my god trinity this this first story arc which i think ends next issue because yeah. they've all been six six issue stories um oh my god this this story's been so good and it took a turn as well in it this sure story
0: did. what a what a yeah. twist that the first four issues were all looking at the different heroes getting little focus pieces on them and then this fifth issue was all about the villains
1: yeah and we find out that Mongol, who is in inside the dream world because he's trapped in a um in the uh, the black mercy so he's sort of become lord of the dreams mm-hmm. the dream keeper he's
0: become and, free um, kruger
1: yeah and he he he's been spending his time just killing superman over and, over and over again and we get to see some really cool supermen in that
0: oh yeah we sure do we you get kingdom come you get the white suited superman from the end of all-star superman
1: yeah we get the original one and uh, we get the animated series one which i thought was really cool and um but nothing really seems to float his boat anymore so he kind of creates himself a
0: child yeah the white mercy who has actually been the one getting into our heroes heads and allowing them to face their demons not to make them stronger but to learn what makes them tick and to learn their weaknesses
1: yeah, and Poison Ivy is involved with it because she's now the Avatar of the Green.
0: Yes, she is connected um, to the Green, which means she can communicate with plants. The Black Mercy is a plant, so there you go.
1: Yeah, and she, she's been using it to get into the dreams to get this child out.
0: That's such smart writing.
1: It is, and I, I had to look up where she became the Avatar of the Green. Apparently in that Solo series, oh, that Circle of mini-series... Yeah, that miniseries that hardly anyone read.
0: But but apparently is very important because the reason Poison Ivy wants to save this kid is because she lost her own children in yeah. that circle of life and death story. And I'm like, well, fuck. Now I guess I got to go back and read it. <laughs> it. It's that. And then it's also like, well, how is Swamp Thing taking the fact that he's not the avatar of the green anymore? How's that treating him?
1: yeah i think he's still connected to it maybe they're both avatars of the green
0: yeah possibly they share you know she gets the green on weekends he gets the green on every weekday <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things
1: uh, yeah and and we also find out why she kidnapped bruce diana and clark and it's because of clark's solar abilities mm-hmm. he's a big battery yeah and the, the the funny thing is she still doesn't realize who all these people are she no. just thinks they're just a farmer, a billionaire, and some model woman.
0: Yeah, I love that—that that she's so close to breaking like the biggest mystery in the entirety of the DC universe, but she can't do it.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was really great, and he's kind of smart as well because no one—he's still like no one recognizes him as Superman now.
0: Mm-hmm. And Lois gets an amazing bit here where she actually gets to talk to Poison Ivy about motherhood.
1: Yeah, and how. Poison Ivy's kinda of going the wrong way about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not being selfless, you're being you're being a bit of a jerk on this one. I thought that was very nice. Another thing about Mongol, I actually got into a big argument, which a fan needed to correct us on this one. This Mongol that we're fighting is not the yellow lantern mongol that we dealt with it's, for the majority it's, it's the original mo- it's
1: mongol too yeah i thought it, i was when i was reading this i'm like wait yeah no he had a son which he named mongol as well and it got really confusing there for a minute yeah no, I, I was thinking that i was saying th- i didn't say it because i didn't want to be wrong but apparently i was wrong um yeah i i didn't realize that until i was doing my review i'm like yeah he, he had a son that's mm-hmm. right
0: he, he had a son, and ironically, he also had a daughter, a girl mongol who was killed by the sun mongol, and now he has a dream daughter, too. Yeah. <laughs> the dream daughter called The White Mercy, which I thought was a fun little twist.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see how this is gonna end.
0: What a, what a great story. What a great story with amazing art. Like, this is one of the top tiers of, like, DC Rebirth right now, and that's saying something.
1: That's Francis Manipour for
0: Man, I always thought his writing was hit or miss. I knew his his art was god tier, but holy shit, I had no idea he had this in him as a writer too.
1: Yeah, well, I think if he if he gets something he really likes.
0: This, this feels like a story he had in his back pocket for a bit. Like, this was probably his elevator pitch to get the book. Be like, okay, 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 Trinity book, this is what I got for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems that way
0: like this this feels like a story he'd been writing in his head forever he probably had some crumpled up notes for because it, it it really hits all the notes beginning middle and end rise fall all that good stuff like you could teach a class on how good this one's actually written yeah uh what else did you have
1: matt uh well, i had justice league issue 13
0: didn't read this this was a tie-in wasn't this
1: it was and it was a very surprising tie-in
0: it's about steve uh, wasn't it? i actually watched your video on this
1: it was, it was about Steve Trevor and he has to try and get across uh, Washington DC to where his family is in the middle of this rampage by Maxwell Lord and the Eclipso diamond that's turning everyone into monsters and making them kill each other mm-hmm. and yeah, he's got to get across to see his family that's basically it and he does and he ends up being possessed by Eclipso and sure. th- what I really found really Cool about it is that he without a without powers or anything, he's just a normal guy. He was the one who lasted the longest. Huh. Uh, like um resisting Eclipso's um I guess. Control. Uh yeah, control. I lost the word there for a minute. Um man, between and,
0: this book and like the Wonder Woman book, they're doing amazing things to raise Steve's like profile and to make him actually worthwhile.
1: Yeah, to make him not just some random military grunt who just happened to be around in certain areas yeah they're making they're making him a lot better than he should be but
0: there was one really it's like he's got a movie coming out or something and they want to make him not (laughs) suck
1: (laughs) yeah that's true there was one really interesting thing about this and i think it connects to the 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 jla book that came out this week Mm -hmm. um and that's the monsters are afraid of light Uh bright light Mm -hmm. the jla book that came out this this week was the ray whose powers are controlled by light and i guess we'll go into that book did you read that one
0: i wanted to i heard amazing things about it everyone was telling me it was totally kick-ass i didn't get a chance to was it good
1: it was it was an it was an origin of the ray and um, you need
0: because i bet like nine out of ten people don't know what the fuck the rays deal is
1: yeah and um it, it just tells you about his powers and how he can control light and everything and how he saves his friend who is running for mayor from these people called the Sons of Liberty which sound really familiar um they're like some terror they're like some terrorist group who don't want to so, see
0: Sons of Liberty yeah. that sounds like the patriots or whatever from Metal Gear were they Metal Gear villains <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was a really cool book, and I imagine that's gonna
1: factor into the just the end of this. Like maybe the Ray is the one who helps stop mm. this Eclipso thing because his light seems to be uh, a key factor in his powers, and light hurts these Eclipso people. So, yeah.
0: Here's a here's a question about the Ray. Did they hint about his sexuality at all? Oh God, yeah. That that's like a big part of this. That the, there's okay. a
1: great parallel with him coming out, as well as him coming out as a superhero. Oh, because um, they. The, because he's a shut-in because of his powers he can't go near light or anything he's got a paranoid mother and he can't go near light because he his powers make him overload it and he almost killed one of his friends and whatnot so he's a he's a shut-in and then he goes out one day and he turns into pure light oh wow so no one can no one can see him and he spends a lot of the lot of his uh formative years just watching people and Mm. watching the planet to devolve into like what it is now in real life and he decides he wants to do something about it
0: that's uh, that's funny because like originally the ray as a character had none of that going on for him they it, we, we heard remember he's going to be getting a cw seed show very soon he's going to yeah. get an animated show uh, freedom fighters ray which the freedom fighter universe version of the ray was gay So it's funny to see them running with that version of the character and kind of doing from, like, a ground-up, like, redo of the character. And I like that, where it's like, look, we're not throwing out everything about the character, but the fact is you probably know nothing about this character to get offended anyway, so let's kind of reintroduce him as if he was new. And his costume is great.
1: Oh, his costume looks awesome. But, I, yeah, I do imagine there'll be that one one old guy who read that, those Ray comics back in 19-dickety-two. He's he not my Ray, hashtag not my Ray. <laughs>
0: it was a good year, dickety-two, if I remember. The corn was as high as an elephant's eye back in Dickity 2 <laughs> If you, di- <laughs> you didn't get the polio back in Dickity 2 <laughs> was a good day. Well, yeah, shit, now i really got to go out and read The Ray. I have Vixen there, too. I did eventually read The Atom after the fact, but, yeah, these these Steve Orlando books seem to be pretty solid.
1: Yeah, they, they had me really excited for the main book that comes out very soon. I'm really excited to see that. And, it, and the good thing is these books are getting these origins out of the way so the book, the main book can just get into whatever the storyline for that's going to be.
0: If they were smart when they do the first trade, they should put all of them together.
1: I think they might, or they might... might put these four books together as a trade in themselves
0: jla origins
1: yeah something like that
0: uh another book i had this week uh it's kind of a come down from the ray honestly because i mean it was fine but it wasn't ray good uh nightwing number 13
1: yeah what was that like
0: (laughs) uh continuing the story of uh dick grayson trying to help out these d-list villains who are attempting to reform but someone is framing them in bloodhaven we find out that it's all connected to this big uh, corruption scandal within the city itself. Of course, the mayor is dirty, which is very Mm -hmm. true to old Bloodhaven, unlike Gotham that was corrupt from the bottom up. Bloodhaven its the other way around. They're corrupt from the top down. (laughs) And uh, the the villain ends up being the the guy who we knew it had to be, because he was the only other character who got developed in this arc, so obviously it was going to be him. (laughs) But it was fine, though. It was good. Uh, Dick's basically got his own Bullock now, too. Oh, cool. It's a a big, fat lady cop who chomps cigars and drinks and points guns at people. I love her. She's great. Cool. I hope she continues to be a character. I I love Lady Bullock. She's awesome. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, that was Nightwing. Uh, Anything else you had?
1: Uh, Yeah, I had Star Lord issue, too.
0: Oh, yes. I heard a lot of people actually getting interested in this one, saying they do some fun stuff in this book.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. So I'll give you the pitch for this. So okay. in the in the first issue, Peter Quill gets into a bar fight with old man Logan. Uh-huh. Uh old, old man Logan takes off before the cops arrive, so Peter gets arrested. Mhm. Uh Peter goes to court, Matt Murdock tries to throw him in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abigail Brand arrives saying he's technically an alien, so she, he falls under her jurisdiction. Look, oh,
0: Abigail Brand's in
1: there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. She's his handler.
0: Oh, really? She's the
1: one sort of like responsible, like, hey, you're on earth. You're under my, you get this apartment that lives in. I'll do weekly checkups on you and whatnot. Um, But she gets the judge to sentence him to community service. 100 hours of community service, which he has to spend (laughs) at a retirement home talking to old people.
0: Oh, wow. That's a fucking bitch.
1: And and that's 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 the book. He takes the old guy out that he's looking after for like a walk and there's criminals robbing a bank. <laughs> he tries to he tries to help out and gets Miss Marvel really pissed off at him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and yeah, that's the book. Is he is he particularly like uh, Chris Prattish?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. He's, he, he looks kind of like Chris Pratt as well. So
0: so they're going full comedy with Star Lord now full action comedy
1: yeah pretty much
0: that's a really good pitch actually that yeah and
1: it's been been written by chip zadarsky as well so it's really good
0: zadarsky he's funny
1: yeah it's it's a great book I, I, i read this this issue last night and i was just couldn't stop laughing at the fact that peter Quill is now an aged care carer basically
0: okay shit i'm adding that one to my list that's that sounds like a winning combination
1: it it was so good i i did not expect it to be so good
0: that's that sounds fun that sounds pretty kick-ass actually uh keeping on the marvel train actually i read uh invincible iron man number three this issue or this week i i did as well yeah this uh man when bendis wants to tell a story and when he wants yeah. to build a new character he can do it in record time can't he
1: oh yeah he totally can
0: The crux of this issue was basically Riri coming to the name Ironheart, which it's like, well, okay, but we knew she was, but she hadn't taken the name yet. And they find a really organic reason for her to take that name. Yeah,
1: they do. They get her to meet Pepper Potts.
0: Yes, in her rescue armor and everything. And she kind of gives her a crash course in Super Heroic, saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't tell me your name because I could very easily be a Skrull or an LMD or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really like their sort of... um interaction they had with that and i like the interaction that tony and uh, the ai tony and peppa had which wasn't really an interaction she was ignoring him
0: ignoring him the whole time nope nope you're not real you're an ai no but i'm totally real though it's my mind nope 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 i'm not i'm not gonna look at you because it asks way too many you know ethical and moral questions that you turn yourself <laughs> into an ai and i can't deal with that right now and i'm like all right all right that's that's pretty fun that's pretty happening and then at the end you know she gets into a fight with those tech ninjas that tony had fought all the way back in uh the first uh, issue of his run
1: yeah i i really appreciated they brought back tomo the inhuman technomancer yeah. I, I thought that was really cool
0: i'm sure it'll be fine but i've mentioned this elsewhere i have a pet peeve when new heroes fight old villains right out of the gate
1: yeah which really isn't that new an uh, of older villain she's kind of new
0: yeah i guess in terms of comics isn't she i mean she only had one appearance before this so she might as well be new yeah she's certainly new ish uh yeah I, I i thought there was a lot of really cool stuff happening <laughs> in this issue i love the relationship that's being formed between riri and ai tony how ai tony has basically adopted a child more or less and he's becoming like the father to this girl with actual absentee parents
1: yeah it's it's definitely really interesting it's also going to be interesting as well because at the start of this book we find out what's going on at stark industries with uh, pepper uh, with uh uh, mary jane and uh amanda tony's mother who's like a hippie
0: biological mom yeah
1: and she's sort of running the place, and she wants to help Riri, so I'm, I imagine sometime soon they're going to meet Riri, mm-hmm. which in turn will make Amanda meet AI Tony.
0: Yeah, which, you know, that's got to be weird.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really weird.
0: It's a, Yeah, there's a lot of smart stuff here. It, it's funny that, you know, Ben just draws upon what happened in International Iron Man, which I didn't finish reading, so this was actually my first exposure to amanda strong tony stark's biological mom but man did she impress right out of the gate when she took control of that board situation she's like look man i i've been in the music industry since the 80s i'm used to dealing with slimy dudes in suits
1: yeah yeah she's she's a really cool character she got a lot better in this issue than she did in international iron man since in those issues it was really just talking about her backstory with tony's dad who was like a I think he was, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you told um, me.
1: Yeah, um, so we didn't really get into, like, current Amanda a lot, who was, like, a radio DJ.
0: Oh, sweet. But
1: um, but uh, this book looks to be expanding on that, which is great, because she seems like a really interesting character.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see where she goes. It's one of those things where it's like, man, no wonder Tony became as cool and don't give a fuck as he was. That shit's clearly genetic, can't you tell? <laughs> he got the cool gene from his mom so uh yeah I mean that was pretty happening that was pretty alright uh was there anything else we read this week cause I'm, I'm getting near the end of my stuff um have you read Green Arrow yes. yes yes I did in fact that one will be going up tomorrow morning that was a pretty cool book yeah it was cool This, I mean it mostly dealt with you know Oliver trying to prove himself to the Seattle police force that he's not a threat that he's a good guy he wants to help and it was a it was kind of a feel good message because we saw the good cops fight against the bad cops
1: yeah, I'm glad the Vice Squad came back, because they kind of disappeared there for a little bit. They did. And um, I actually said last issue, I, ho- I hope the next issue, which is this one, the Vice Squad appear, and lo and behold, they do. And um, uh, what I really like, though, is it shows how much shit Oliver's having to deal with. He's got them guys, he's got Malcolm Merlin, mm-hmm. he's got Broderick, um, Broderick the, the the new mayor, who's corrupt as fuck. Also uh, he's also a all Donald this stuff.
0: Trump stand-in.
1: Yeah, and so he's getting really frustrated with everything.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of shit they're throwing at him. Did you see, Matt, what the next arc is going to be? They already solicited it.
1: Is it going to be about Red Arrow? uh,
0: Okay, well, there's that, there's that, and there's Arsenal coming back. I guess it's not the next arc, but it's the next next arc. It's called Star City Rising. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so it looks like he's going to be saying goodbye to Seattle, and they're going to be bringing Star City back by the looks of it. Or at least he might be going to Star City
1: that'd be awesome the, the one thing though that i i found really weird with this is like the only dc rebirth book that's not really connected to anything else like we don't have like superman or flash or someone just popping in for an issue or something like he's pretty he's pretty self contained
0: it's true when arsenal eventually comes in another issue that will be the first real crossover moment they've had
1: yeah yeah so it's taken a while especially since Almost every other book has had heroes cross over into each, each one in the like the first arc, basically. Yeah.
0: It's it's funny too. Green Arrow's not on any teams right now.
1: Yeah, no, well, he doesn't like the Justice League. They don't see eye to eye.
0: I, I guess, even though I mean, they clearly saw eye to eye enough. Only a couple, like a year or so back, when he was on Justice League United. But whatever. And the JLA before that. (laughs) (laughs) Which, here's my thing, I know I kicked around this theory before, everyone on this new JLA team is totally the TV adjacent team, I bet you, I bet you in the original drafts of that team, it was supposed to be Green Arrow, not Batman.
1: Yeah, Green Arrow leading them.
0: Yeah, I bet he was supposed to be the Batman stand-in, but then someone stepped in and said, yeah, we want this book to sell more than five issues, put Batman in there. Yeah, I could definitely see that. We need Batman to be on the cover, so you got to put him in there. I would have liked to have seen Green Arrow on this new team. I think he would actually fit in quite well with Vixen and the Ray and Ryan Choi and everyone else. I think that would be a fun book. Oh, or do you well. think
1: they they'll pull a uh, pull a fast one and like have Batman in it for a couple of issues? Like the first Dark and says, "I'm handing this team off to Oliver
0: Queen." Oh my god! If they did that, I would I would have a giant Oakwood erection where Batman's like, "Yeah, I'm a little too busy with the shit I'm doing in my own city, but tell you what, here I I called my rich friend Ollie. He'll come and help you out. But I'm not really rich anymore, <laughs> Bruce. Ah, eh, whatever. They don't need to know that. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, Green Arrow was a fun time. I don't think it was as strong a reveal as the ha ha ha, it's me Merlin from the previous issue, but it was still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was enjoyable. I like where this book is going. I think we got two more issues in Emerald Outlaw before it's over. Oh, we didn't even talk about Imiko. Imiko is back now and she's calling herself Red Arrow.
1: Yeah, So, and as said of our review, Arsenal was coming back very soon, so I don't think you'll be very happy about that.
0: No, but then again, Arsenal was never Red Arrow in the new continuity. <laughs> he should have been, but he never was. Also, someone pointed this out to me, and I didn't even think this, which is hilarious because you think this is exactly where my mind would go, where it's like, oh, look, they made... They made Oliver's sister, Red Arrow, like on TV. And I'm like, wait, well, oh yeah, oh yeah, I guess Thea, Oh, I, Jesus. I guess yeah. Thea, yeah, I guess that did happen. I don't even make the connection between Thea and Imiko because they're so completely different characters.
1: Yeah, one's good and the other one's Thea, Thea. Queen.
0: <laughs> one's good and one's Thea, exactly. <laughs> I, I will say, though, you know... At least with Imiko, she was invented in the good Jeff Lemire run. We've seen her grow up. I think she deserved a superhero mantle of her own. And and again, Roy ain't going to be fucking using Red Arrow anytime soon for whatever stupid reason. So yeah, sure, you can be Red Arrow. Why not? Yeah, why not? I I guess, you know, Green Arrow's partner should be Red Arrow. Then again, it's funny in the whole Green Arrow canon, she could easily have started calling herself Speedy, even though I doubt Imiko would have wanted the name Speedy.
1: I, I could see, like, Oliver calling her that and her telling him to stop calling her that.
0: <laughs> you stop that right now or I shoot this arrow into your kneecaps. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've done it before and I'll do it again. Yeah,
0: then, then there's the Arrowette name, which was Mia's name. They actually brought Mia in, apparently, in that arc that the TV show writers did. I doubt we're ever going to see Mia ever again. So she probably could have taken no. the name Arrowette, but then they're like, hey, you know, I just a Red Arrow. We haven't had a Red Arrow yet.
1: Hmm. And arrowet sounds really weird.
0: <laughs> it does. It, it doesn't roll off the tongue. I can see why for Young Justice, the arrowet analog in that Artemis just went by Artemis.
1: Yeah, that kind of makes sense.
0: <laughs> but shit, I mean, wouldn't it be funny if they brought uh, Artemis into the Green Arrow books? Wouldn't that be funny?
1: That'd be pretty cool. Well, they, they're suddenly to bring people like Aqualad and whatnot in.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they're going to work Aqualad in. Because are they going to call him Jackson Hyde or are they going to call him Calderon? I, I think he he's called Jackson Hyde in the comic. Okay, then maybe they'll split the difference and be like, okay, I'm both, my surface name is Jackson Hyde, but my Atlantean name is Calderon. That's probably what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Kind of have their cake and eat it too and be like, yes, I'm the Young Justice character you like, but I'm also the comic character that they invented and didn't do anything with. There's a there's a yeah. weird history between the Aqualad of Young Justice and the Jackson Hyde character cuz they came out around basically the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool to see him back. They needed an aqua person for the Teen Titans team, and I'm glad it's him. Yeah. So uh so is that it, Matt? Have we talked about everything this week or did you have anything else sticking around?
1: Uh, let me just check my list. Um oh yeah, I had um Aquaman issue 15.
0: Oh shit, I haven't read that yet. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's the it's the end of the deluge arc. Ah, uh,
0: what an arc this was.
1: It's pretty awesome. But the the thing I, I, I didn't like about it is that the Black Manta Aquaman fight is way too short.
0: Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, they, they fight for a little bit on that on the Nemo boat and then and then Black Manta blows up the boat, um, sending Aquaman flying off and whatnot. But that's, um that's and, and true. he's apparent
0: yeah. he's apparently dead, wow. quote unquote. That's, uh, that's extra disappointing when we stop and consider the awesome fight they had at the beginning of DC Rebirth.
1: That's what I said. This issue has been pretty much 15 issues in the making. The, the whole issue should have just been them fighting each other, but um, it wasn't. But we did get some really cool stuff like uh, Aquaman confronting Barack Obama oh, and what? telling him and telling him that like if he wanted to he could kill him and everyone in the room but he's not <laughs> going to do that because he's a hero is, and he, he wants his country to to live
0: is it is it actually obama or is it just shadow president
1: it's obama it's
0: actually okay wow that's funny that this comes out when it does i love if obama in the book is like oh well you know arthur i'd, uh, I'd like to help you but uh, but next week this isn't going to be my problem so how about you talk to the next guy
1: Yeah, we're going to build a wall around Atlantis.
0: We're going to build a wall around the ocean. I think we already made that joke, but whatever. It's a funny image. And we're going to make Atlantis pay for it with their treasure.
1: But, um, it was a pretty cool issue. He surrenders Atlantis to the U.S. Um, oh,
0: really? Holy shit.
1: Yeah, well, like, surrenders in the war and everything. Oh,
0: okay. I thought you meant, like, literally, like, okay, now Atlantis will be a sovereign nation of the United States <laughs> or some <laughs> it'll, shit. It'll be
1: the 52nd state. The 50s. Oh, my God, 52,
0: 52nd state. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together <laughs> look the president's like look all we want you to do is fly the stars and stripe underwater can you do that it's going to be hard because it's underwater wouldn't that be disrespecting the flag submerging it in water it will sell a fan it will make it work
1: but uh, um the, the thing i really did like about this issue is the relationship that because superman's back in this issue um oh, talking with with uh oliver uh well, not oliver arthur uh at the at the white house about uh, respecting him and everything of what he did with this um, whole war thing and how he handled it, and he actually gives him his Justice League membership card thing back. Aww. So he's part of the Justice League, even though he's been part of the Justice League this whole time. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice moment. I like that, they, that they've got kind of like a mutual respect for each other like they did in the old pre-Flashpoint universe.
0: That's sweet. I like that. I like it when heroes yeah. talk nice to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: You're my best friend, Arthur. Don't tell Batman. <laughs> yeah. He gets really mopey about it.
1: Yeah, he'll try and kill someone or start his own suicide squad again. Yeah,
0: really? He, he's he got issues. We're trying to get him to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aquaman, did you hear a teenage prostitute stabbed Batman in the throat? He almost <laughs> died. <laughs> Uh I think Arthur would laugh at that. <laughs> I'd love that if they just started ripping on Batman behind his back, like, yeah, did you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he just let Catwoman go. What a chode, am I right? <laughs> we wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Superman's like, if that was me, I would have flown up into where her plane was and been like, Hey, you're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so is that was that all the books for this week? Was that everything? It was Wow, what a what a week. What a what a show, what a everything.
1: Yeah, big, long show.
0: Yeah, man, I I hope you all enjoyed this one. I hope it was as fun for you to listen to as it was for us to record. Uh, If you enjoy this show, hey, go check out uh, Cape TV, too. Matt and I worked hard on that this week, and uh, we definitely want to get some more feedback on that show. I even took some time to make it nicer in the editing so you could follow along with what show we were talking about. Uh, as with this show, as with everything, if you want to listen to it first before anyone else, you can do that by becoming a Patreon or becoming a patron. Uh, we got a bunch of new patrons already who pushed us over the $100 mark, which I am very thankful for. If you want to join that, you can do that any anytime. If you want to download the show and carry it around with you, you can do so over on the Podbean account. I'm experimenting with uh, SoundCloud again. I don't know what's up. I might have to wait. Until my Podbean account expires because I already put money into, it. and it's it's a whole thing. It's harder than it seems. <laughs> so, so someone very nicely asked me, "It's like, hey, how how come the show isn't on iTunes, Joel?" I'm like, "Because I don't know how iTunes works." Is that what you wanted to hear?
1: <laughs> it's some black magic sorcery.
0: <laughs> I am not tech literate enough. I sacrificed a goat. I drew a pentagram on the floor in ketchup, and nothing happened. <laughs> I tried to appease the apple gods, and nothing <laughs> didn't do anything. I was most upset about <laughs> it. So until next time, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show. We will catch you all next week. For more updates on what Matt and I are doing, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that other social media jazz. Check Matt out over on the Fortress of Solitude. There's a Kate Jewel Facebook page now. I post there every so often, and, yeah, that's, that's basically it, right? Yeah, pretty much. We can stop talking now, right? <laughs> yes, we can. Okay, bu- <laughs> bye, bye everybody. Bye.